Hello and welcome to episode 302 of the Awesome Comics Podcast, the place where the small press makes one hell of a big noise. I'm Vince Hunt, writer of MI666, and joining me as always are the creator of the webcomic Vanguard, Dan Butcher. Hello. And the man who's a proper sneaky buyer of comics, it's Tony Esmond. Fucking hell, I bought so many comics off eBay, I think I've fallen out of my postman this week. <laughs> what, do you, what, do you have the same postman every day? Yeah, it's a regular guy. He's yeah, a nice guy. Yeah, he's right. Yeah. Nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. I, suppose, I suppose you do order so much from eBay. You must be on first name terms. Yeah, I'm a bit ashamed to talk to him. I normally try and hide because it's a bit embarrassing, isn't it? You know, well, just you get... comics and graphics. Especially when I get I get comics addressed to Riptide and shit like that yeah, all the time yeah. as well. You know, yeah. <laughs> I get mine turned up to Guns Butcher and Guns <laughs> Vanguard and stuff yeah. like that. That's me. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's me. <laughs> Oh dear! You must think you're Spanish, Vince, because I sent it to Vincenzo. I know, <laughs> or Italian rather. Yeah. yeah, I know. That's how I know it's you. <laughs> uh, um, but yes, welcome, folks, to another episode of the ACP. We've got a little interview for you that's a little bit different and a little bit special this week. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's... I haven't done it yet, so we're not sure it's there. But hopefully, don't don't look, don't you get kicked <laughs> out of the magic circle if you talk like that, Tony. People don't know. People don't know that we're professional. No, David not. Lloyd. David Lloyd. <laughs> um, we're we're a little bit. Not, um, it's not David Lloyd. Does we're it? a little bit giggly this joke. week because yeah, because yeah, we, <laughs> we've just been talking for ten minutes about amazing comics with giant beavers. What? Yeah, yeah. coming soon. <laughs> Actually, Vince has got a bit of a pitch coming up at the end of the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I'm going to pitch it. Yeah, to can you. you pitch it later? Yeah, yeah, do that. I'd like to hear that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it's so much to look forward to. I've just sent you a picture of it. Actually. Oh, what of your of your pitch? Oh yeah, look at that right in the face. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> win. <laughs> We're just happy back. to be talking about comics again and and to give you another week's entertainment full of comic talk and lots of interesting stuff to talk about and some fantastic recommendations at the end of this week's show. Mm. Um, but do you know what we recommend every week and we just can't get enough of? Comic House. Yes, our lovely sponsor. Oh, I was going to say Fake Taxi. <laughs> <laughs> they don't sponsor us yet. Yeah, um, one day. <laughs> one they day. will never leave you, Pete. We'll never leave Pete. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, Comic House are our sponsor. They are an indie comic marketplace that we love. They are UK-based, but they love comics from all over the world. And more importantly, they love independent and small press comics. If you go on comichouse.com, there's a huge selection of titles on the database. Uh, and if you self-publish, then you can list your book on there and start selling straight away. Uh, it's another basic avenue, another way to sort of sell your books if you've got boxes of them um, that are probably going to fall on top of you one day. But, you know, conventions will come back, so you'll be able to shift some of those boxes soon. Well, hopefully this uh, year. Uh, they will selling comics at conventions, yeah. That's they will enough. be back one day. Hey, one we, day. Don't, we don't know when someone will listen to this. This... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we'll probably get to the convention. We're like, yes, finally, we get to sell comics, and they'll go, "You're not allowed to hand anything physical over to the customers." Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's brilliant. Oh, yeah. See how this works. Yeah. It'll be like that. Uh, but, <laughs> but if you have that problem, you should still check out Comic House because they also have an amazing app that's filled with indie comics being added to all the time. Lots of books that we've talked about and more. Um, what's on there at the moment, Dan? We've got Brute, the toughest teddy bear in the galaxy. Uh, Cthulhu Invades Oz, Volume 1. Transgenesis, Volume 1, Issue 1. Tomb Stomping Connors, Volume 1. That looks great. And uh, Blood Brothers, Issue 0. And many, many more. Nice. So uh, get on there. 
check out all of those books and more. There's a 14-day free trial. You can dive headfirst into this amazing work that we talk about every week. And uh, yeah, discover. You never know. You might see some comics by some people that we've talked about on this very show. Oh, definitely. Yeah, so, most likely will. Yeah. yeah. So check out comichouse.com today. There's That's comics by all that. the hosts on there, aren't they? All, all three of us yeah. have work on there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a great um, version of the advert. That I think we, I think with that advert, we could just almost like record that and put it out every week because it was so yeah. slick. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <people> <laughs> easy money, T. If people yeah. only, if people only knew. The problem is, prob- <laughs> the, the problem with scripts is sometimes you want to deviate from them just to spice things up a bit. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah, because you'll Rarely forget, you'll forget what you're talking about. You'll I think for- you should share the script with us so we can adjust. Do it in one of those sort of live document apps, and we can adjust it for you as it's coming up. No. No, because as I'm reading it, I don't want rude words to appear in my script. Yeah, yeah. you can list your balls for a small price. <laughs> so for only for only three bums a month, um, uh... release an NFT version of my balls. <laughs> I don't know how that works. Non non fungible. I don't know what fungi means. It sounds oh. dirty. Oh know. dear. Um, speaking of dirty though, all that dirty paper, Tony. I, like, let's get back to the the comic buying issue, yeah. right? How many comics do you buy on eBay a week? Because um, I've noticed over the past, obviously with the Global Bastards and all of that, your eBay buying has increased? Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah big time. Um, it depends, mate. This week was a bumper crop, and it's not always off eBay. I mean, these um, the back issues that I showed you a minute ago, the big pile of them, was yeah. sent to me by Strange Apparitions, so... He's oh, got nice! Them. So I bought, yeah. I bought them off him, um, and some crackers. I got some. I got the filled, filled the holes Ooh, uh, hey. on uh, Karate Kid and a couple of DC Comics presents and some really strange. I got the. Do you remember Gizmo, which was kind of done by the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle guys? Got them. No, I don't. Nice. Know. Don't know that one. Um, got yes. Uh, you got some of the uh, now Terminator comics. Yes. Yeah, which I can remember I them in the day. They were strange. Impulse buy, really, mate. Really, they're not. Yeah. Um, they're not brilliant. They're not no. the craft. But uh, yeah, it was just a sort of curious thing. I just uh, I sent you a copy of them, didn't I? A picture of them. Yeah, yeah. they're just yeah. weird. Yeah, I can remember yeah. like they were kind of going. They had they had a shot of like the future war, and they had these people in these concentration camps, and it was like bright blue sky, the sun shining, the Terminators are there, with, like all with long blonde mullets wearing sunglasses <laughs> yeah. and jackets and jeans i was like did you did you watch terminator one did you do you remember any imagery from that film <laughs> <laughs> i'll tell you what else i got i've got dc special superheroes battle super gorillas i got some echoes of future past that um that i didn't have i got rock and roll comics the rolling stones issue how good is that nice. obviously a favorite nice. of ours on the show i got like, i filled the holes in Airboy, skywolf and I bought a load of um, Charlton comics, which we don't really see enough every year. No. Um, but it's got a lot of Ditko and some other. It's Joe Stat and Mike Zek. The Airboy mini series thing. No, or that's the the, that's the the previous one. So the gotcha. the stuff that Eclipse Comics were doing. In yeah, the gotcha. days, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Tim Truman did some of them, and Tom Yates and uh, a few others. Um, yeah, it's just a bit of a bit of a random impulse buy from the list of. You know the photograph he sent me of it all, but so uh, yeah, yeah, some great stuff. Watch this space because I think they open on Wednesday. Strange apparitions, and he has oh, got fantastic a shit fuck load of um new new back issues in. I can't uh, wait. Is that the Oxford yeah, Dictionary version of, of that's of the a technical lot. grading of yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Going back to that comic mart and getting some comics in there, really yeah. Jones in for that experience. Yeah. I reckon that'll be the first thing that opens. The comic mart. 
Yeah. That'd be like the, the super spreader. It will be, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's bad enough already, disease Lockdown spreading in that place, yeah. isn't it? I yeah. don't, honestly don't think coronavirus has got a chance in that place. That bloke with the <laughs> vest on, who just wanders around in a dirty vest. Oh, come Jesus on, Tony, you've got to let me come back. <laughs> but you know what? Some vests are cool, aren't they? You know, yeah. in the, the summer. Yeah. But this yeah. is just like a white vest you'd buy in Marks and Spencers that's obviously shrunk a bit because it's been washed 35 times and there appears to be some kind of curry stain down the front. Oh, of it. dear. Not the best look, to be honest. No. As well as, I mean, if you're wearing a white vest, if something, if like the building is about to be taken over by terrorists or like bank robbers or anything, yeah. there's a Fine. good chance you're going to be the one that will save the day, isn't there? Isn't that how it works? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd be very dubious about that bloke saving any kind of day mm. other than if it involved Nambler. <laughs> 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 I think the the classic uh, le- black leather jacket and white vest. That's the combo you want to be. Uh, yeah, looking out. Yeah, it's just you if you were Andrew Dice Clay in 1989. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how you're going to turn up to the next comic, Mark Dan? <laughs> you do. You are like him. Really? Come on. <laughs> that's no, a bit harsh. <laughs> that's. I got like called him. Dickie Davis the other day, and that fucking. <laughs> It's like my that grey strike in my hair is like gained sentience because now it's getting bigger and bigger by <laughs> fucking week. I don't want that catching on because, and I don't want Daniel Dice Clay to to catch on either. No. <laughs> or Dicky Dice, that's what. Dicky Dice does. Clay, Dicky Dice Clay, here he comes. The same. So many people won't get that reference. Uh, that's why I know it won't. It won't get any legs <laughs> with his symbiotic. Great you understand that. computers get on the photoshop thing that program yeah it's happening <laughs> it's gonna happen now no. <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> oh dear anyway we have a great show for you this week folks and uh yeah speaking of like comic marts and stuff and like buying comics on ebay it's it's kind of a beautiful segue into the intro for this week's guest um, because just recently, um, I was going on YouTube and I, I watched a, a video about CrossGen. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Do you nice. remember them? Yeah. Yeah. And um, of course, there was a, if, you, if you don't know them. Great art, man. Not so great stories. Yeah. The art was brilliant. Yeah. 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 And certainly, it was a tumultuous time. Um, quite, it's quite sad, really, how it all ended up and how, how they were just sort of brought up and then kind of forgotten about kind of thing. But. Um, mm. Yeah, it kind of made me. There was one. What was it? Is it? It's not Sigil. What was? Uh, it? Yes, Sigil and Forge with a collection. I like um, Scion, the one that was. Um, that's it. Yeah. That who, who was the artist on that? God, I'm it forgetting. Wasn't Perez was it? Oh, no, Perez was one of them. No, it wasn't Perez. I quite liked um, Route Six Six Six. Do you remember that one? That was good. Yeah. Which one did um, was did Turner do one of them? Michael Turner. Michael Yeah. I can't remember. No, I've got a couple of the collections. You remember they would trade. You know how they do with Dawn of X at the moment, where they put the you know a series of so it's issues number one for all the titles, issues number two for all the titles. They used to did that. They did that uh, cross gen, didn't they? Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, Jim Chung. Oh, hey, he drew. Oh, right. That was okay. that was when I first discovered Jim Chung. He was an amazing artist. Yeah. But I suddenly thought, watching this video, I suddenly thought, oh. I wouldn't mind maybe uh, looking for some cheap issues of that, you know, even though it... Yeah, never, on eBay, baby. Yeah, it, yeah. It never finished, but, you know, that would be quite interesting. But I discovered this on uh, one of the older videos on the YouTube channel, Comics by Perch, which is ah, fascinating. Cool. And, um, yeah, and there's loads of great stuff on that. 
There is, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. yeah we've, I know yeah. A, lot, a lot of listeners have been discussing his channel. I know Stuart Moraine, for example, yeah. posted a couple um, recently about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he kind of, I uh, think, perch. Well, as we'll find out hopefully in the interview coming up, that I think we're singing from relatively similar hymn sheets. Yeah, you absolutely just, you just stole you stole the punchline, <laughs> my man. Um, a little yeah. bit of sanity is what but, I like to call yes. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. So, without further ado, we managed to talk to the man himself. So here is our lovely interview, and be prepared for some proper deep comic talk. It might even be a little bit analytical and grown up. Yeah, who'd have thought it? Hang well, on, what? You said grown up. I got worried. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Prepare yourself, Tony. You need to be a grown up. And uh, let's see if he was a success there. <laughs> as as we <laughs> here's our interview. We don't per- know yet. <laughs> <laughs> with the brilliant perch. Okay, this week we are very pleased to be joined by the man behind the brilliant YouTube channel, Comics by Perch. It's the one and only Perch himself. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks a lot. Thanks for having me on with you. Good to have you on, man. Yeah, we've been listening for a while. Your uh, your videos always bring up a conversation in our little WhatsApp group and and on the Facebook group and stuff. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, Yeah, that's great to hear. That's what I hope for. The topics you bring up are just absolutely like, oh my God, that's what a great talking point. Uh, yeah, really interesting stuff. Yeah, and we write it down and steal it for an, an episode. Yeah, 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 pretty much. Yeah, we've been ste- we've been stealing your ideas for months now. So uh, good, um, good. <laughs> Please do. Yes, the more the merrier. I, uh, I a lot of these topics are very niche. I know, but they're they're they can be interesting to talk about. So I'm glad I'm glad people are are enjoying it. Oh, good, good stuff, man. Good, good yeah. So uh, yeah, as we said, um, we've watched many of your videos. In fact, um, we've been talking for a couple of minutes, and it's, it's surreal for us because we've been watching a few today, and now we're talking to the man, which is uh, like a strange kind of echo. Um, <laughs> but whether it's like analysis of, of the comics industry, news stories of comics history, and so on, uh, some of our listeners who might not have seen your channel yet, what is the Comics by Perch channel all about? Well, it's it's certainly comic books. Uh, it's all about comics and, and the business and, and trying to, in many ways, dispel some of the myths that may be out there trying to educate. Here's what numbers mean. Here's what some of these terms mean that uh, people on the inside use casually, but but none of us know. So what are, what are they talking about when they say this? Uh, try to get a lot of interviews with people, particularly from the 80s and 90s, uh, maybe even 70s, people who kind of started a lot of the things we, we see today and, and we can learn from them. And and yeah, answer a lot of questions. It's it's really the topics are usually all open, but it's always about comics, which yeah, is, which good. is why yeah. we love it. And they're always well thought out as well. It's, it, it, this isn't you know, <laughs> this isn't a rant. You know, if this so isn't many, like us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's fascinating stuff on your videos. Yeah. well, I, you're very kind. I, I mean, if I'm really angry about something, I'm more likely to to call up a friend or go to go to a bar. Uh, and and drink over it, not not jump onto YouTube and scream into a microphone. Yeah. Oh, so so, so you're yeah. a normal human being then? Oh, I'm a normal yeah. human being. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I mean, we all get angry about things, but yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. That anger would all get lost by the time I recorded it and put it in a video, put it on YouTube, and then who wants to hear me shouting anyway? That's exactly. uh, I miss the days when you used to go down the pub. You know, yeah. angry about something, smash up a random stranger with a beer glass. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> you know, much, I'm, much happier. It's like it's a good reflex as well. Because exactly. sometimes I, I find, like, whether it be, I don't know, a film or a comic, something just gets on my nerve the wrong way. And there's almost an instinct to pick up your phone and look at Twitter. And I I look uh, at the blank, uh, the blank <laughs> sort of section and just think, 
No, I've got better things to do with my time. Yeah, I, what's the... I wish I could do that, V, mate. I was looking at your. I watched your video t- uh, t- today, Perch, with the uh, giving social media too much uh, power in comics. Oh yeah, yeah, you mentioned a couple of subjects, and I was like, I've done that. I've fallen into that trap. Like yeah. some, there's been a, a creator who's been a bit of an ass, and like I thought, oh, do I really want to get books by them? And it, it's persuaded me off. I'm doing that all the time at the moment. <laughs> I, I it's i've done it myself i'm not i'm certainly guilty of it it's mm. but it's 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 weird that you know we yeah, i just think about some of these comics and i i that have been classics in the past things like watchman alan moore has lots of opinions and everything else mm. what would have been like if watchman's coming out and people are able to go to his twitter feed and think, see him talking about who knows what yeah. uh, would that be the focus instead of the comic it, that that seems all wrong yeah, I think yeah. the approach is a big thing. I think. I think if you are, if you have an opinion and you're putting it in a rational way, you know, sure. then is this? It's much better than these people who just say, "Well, everyone's a Nazi who likes carrots." Oh, you know, it's like that, isn't it? You know, uh, it is. And, and it's not to say. I mean, the, the creators are in the trap just as much as anyone else. I mean, they yeah. they shouldn't go on social media saying this stuff. It's counterproductive. Uh, but it's uh, it, it's amazing how much of the conversation has nothing to do with the comic books, including yeah. from the creators. It's just wrong. I kind of what worries me is like they, they create be working on a title and then use that title to kind of boost their own kind of uh self or self-worth or the the opinion they have of themselves but at the the expense of what they're working on do you know what i mean i do um it's a it is a problem because i think you get a writer onto a book and they have something they're obsessed with and increasingly it's not necessarily you know political or anything like that it may be something stupid it maybe yeah. is what they're watching at the time and and you think I, that shouldn't be coming out of Captain America's mouth. That doesn't make any yeah. sense. Yeah, I mean, I mentioned this at the time when they put like Trump's face on Modoc. Like, sure. was that last year or year before? And I was like, this is dated. The moment you've done this, well, exactly. And then, yeah. A couple of years down the line, someone picked that up and me. Oh God, what's this? This is really cringy. And it is. It's, just, it is. it's, re- it's yeah. cringy at the time. It's kind of magnified ten times when you pick well, it up. I read that with the later. Jordan, the Jordan Peterson thing this week, haven't we? It's we the same that thing. Again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't yes. age well. No. It, it, and and I have lots of friends. I mean, I live here in the Pacific Northwest and in, in the U.S. in the Seattle area. Plenty of this area did not vote for Trump. Uh, yeah. I'll say in general. <laughs> yeah, but you and the you and the Chaz, whatever they called it. Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> yes, we had the Chaz going on. I the uh, the people who are are very anti-Trump. They they still don't want to see Modoc Trump. No, because no. even whether you like him or you hate him, you don't want to see him in a comic book as Modoc no. in any form. So I what what is I had enough doing? staring at his face, mate, to be fair. I don't yeah. need to stare at his face. You know, it's very <laughs> simple. So. Sure, people want to turn on the news and see him that way. They do not want to have it in the comic books. And, and 10 years from now, picking that up, people are just, it's going to be painful. Just I think painful. there is, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll say there is space for politics and for sure. virtue and for doing yeah. the right thing in comics. And there should always be that. I think it's just this sort of sixth form politics that gets to me. I think you call it college politics, I guess, where you're yeah. from. It's that sort of simplistic thing that gets me a bit, you know? No, exactly. I think people, there's been this argument, people say, you know, I want my politics out of comics. The other side says, well, comics have always been political. Well, they're, they're right. Comic, comics always have been political, but they yeah. haven't been this shallow college level uh, immature yeah. politics. I think both sides of that right. argument are right, but it's, there's much more yeah. a, nu- a nuanced sort of area to it than that. People don't examine the minutiae of arguments anymore, do they? It just becomes no. this sort of polarizing comment. Um, yeah, yeah. think through the political topic they're trying to actually convey. It's it's more just uh, hey, let's let's put AOC on this character and let's you know do something along those yeah. lines. It's, yeah, we yeah. talked about that this week actually. Fine enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> I remember uh, there's a Peter David book I've got on writing comics, and I think he makes an example of like there's uh, some kind of uh, anti like protester coming to town and steal and uh, Supergirl have a fight over it, and it's the classic oh he's right he's wrong, and they argue as they're fighting, but it doesn't present the reader of this is the right way, this is the wrong way. It was more of an open question, hoping yeah. that the reader kind of works out for themselves or comes to kind of some agreement. Like, but mm. yeah, this saying you are wrong for thinking this is just not the way to do it for, for me, at least. I think it's no, yeah. no, I mean, comic readers like to be engaged, they like to think through things, they don't want mm. to just be told what to do. It, it's you're not <laughs> reading a checklist, you're reading a comic, so you yeah. want to actually see different sides, you want to have kind of these different pieces that you can turn around, but it's, it's, it's just sloppy writing in many yeah. ways. And sometimes it I, makes for yeah. boring, like some, some, it's quite heavy handed to read as well. I mean, I didn't, yeah. I didn't even read the words. Um, I, I think when I saw a thread that was talking about the, you know, the, the red skull issue and stuff, yeah. someone just posted a page of um, red skull talking. It was, it was a recent comic. I, but I, oh I, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I yeah. sent yeah. it to the guys just to sort of say, I don't even care what's coming out of his mouth. I will never read any of this because it's right. just speech bubbles. It was just a page, nine, nine panels. Most of the art was covered up. Yeah. yeah just and just I was block, like, block text. I, yeah. 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 I'm not going to, I'm well, never going to read this. It's just dumb. I mean, you know, you, you have this character who's what Captain America's arch enemy for years and years. And, and we're supposed to believe that he's going to be a internet blogger. I, I mean, forget <laughs> words. This doesn't make any sense. The ultimate uh, evil in yes. this world of, you know, all that's going on. The ultimate evil is a blogger. Yeah. It, it's, it's just dumb. I mean, it. You you look at this and you go, "All right, this this is not something that's entertaining." And it doesn't it doesn't matter which politics. He could be spouting left wing or right wing things. Of course, he is spouting right wing things. But you know, it it doesn't it doesn't matter. It's still stupid. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Where's the kind of the 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 editors kind of questioning these decisions by the, the the kind of writers and or is this the direction you want to take it in while while we're doing this I, I i don't really understand what goes on at marvel or dc in, in that regard uh, it seems to be a bit of yeah. all over the place well yeah it's a bit of editorial and i'm not saying that we haven't had young editors before because i used to you know look how old some of them were when they joined marvel you know in the 70s even yeah. but there seems to be um a, a bit more gravitas you know of some of the you know, yeah. Louise Simonson and, you know, these sort of, you know, um, Paul Levitz and Len Wein, you know, they had a something about them, didn't they? You know, I they did. Uh, I recently did an interview. It's a very long one, but it's uh, with Jim Salakrup. Love that man. Love Jim Salakrup. Yeah, that was a yeah. great interview. Yeah, really good. It was amazing. I mean, he starts very, very young, uh, but yeah. he talks in it about, you know, at the beginning, he's he's running off to, to get Stan Lee's toupee. He's, uh, he's having story. to work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> But he was never left on his own. I, I mean, there was a senior editor and there's an editor in chief, and all up and down, there was a lot of quality control going yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, but he also noticed, um, and he didn't make. It, we didn't get too deep into it, but editors had a couple books. They didn't have ten, twelve titles that they're juggling. Mm. And and today, there's there's fewer editors doing yeah. more with less oversight and no training, and that's a bad combo. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and there was that period at Marvel, wasn't there, for a while, where the editors were expected to write a book as well, wasn't there? Yes, um, and definitely. That's that seemed like a strange tipping point to me. Almost there was a a, a a a dynamic in the power there that was unbalanced for a bit, I think, as well. Hmm. Yeah. It was. Uh, it it definitely was. And and the other thing that we've shifted to that I think is is one of the core problems in the industry right now is that nothing is being given any kind of long term commitment. Um, I, I 
talked to Jeff Thorne on Friday. He's doing the new Green Lantern book, hmm. but they they've really only commissioned him for six months. Um, right, man. Hoping for more, but uh, you know they tell him we want a giant space odyssey, huge things, <laughs> massive storylines, big potential. We're going to launch this comic, and uh, and we'll see if we renew you after six months. It's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, like we all had great hopes for Hickman, you know, and are loving his interpretation of the X Men and hoping this is going to be the status well, quo he, he, he for had a long a, time. He, he had a sort of um, yeah track record, you know, with what he did with Fantastic Four, yeah, and yeah. What he did what he did yeah. with the Avengers and things like that. You know, yeah. this long form storytelling. And we spent a couple of episodes talking about Hoxpox and all that sort of thing. And then suddenly I'm, I hear this week that he's off the X-Men. I'm like, no, do yeah. not reboot this now. And I, as much as I like Jerry Duggan, I think he's a good writer. It's just, I just wanted him to be on forever, which I suppose is unreasonable, but you know, more than <laughs> maybe three years. You know? And that seems yeah. like a long time at the moment. You know, We're not even two years into his run. I mean, it's, right. okay. you know, he came in 2019 in the summer. Uh, it's, it's crazy. Uh, I think... I think that's a major problem, and I mean, you take a look at the X Men titles. They've got a lot of them. They're they're relaunching and launching a bunch of them. But I know, you know, all the creators there, they don't have any window past you know four to six months, mm, right? Yeah, and, that sucks. And, and they're all doing what they can. Uh, that's the thing. Sure. Is every, everyone's you know, if if you get given an X title, you, that's a dream, isn't it? Really, you, you're yeah. going to try. Yeah. You want, yeah. and some of them are probably thinking, I'm going to. Just say you get an Excalibur book. Oh, I've got a twelve issue arc in my head. Will I make it past four? Yeah. Um that's not a real that's it's not a productive way to work, is it? When you it's, you know It's pretty yeah. much sales dependent, isn't it? Yeah. From what I can gain from your videos purchase. Like as soon as they kind of they get a bit of a wobble, it's like they just pull it. Is that correct? Yeah, it is. I mean it, there's a few pieces, but yeah, definitely with the sales is um any kind of threshold that they cross under or if they believe that they can relaunch it and, and triple the numbers for a period of time or, or whatever it happens to be uh it's it's a game of, of very short-term planning mm, and, yeah. and you're not going to and simultaneously if you're a writer your creator working under that condition any really amazing the ideas you're going to have you're going to save for a, a kickstarter or something on your own yeah, or an image yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it's at both directions uh, it's, it's certainly um the numbers are like Certainly, when I, I was first introduced to your channel, like that was a, it was a real sort of eye opener because if you if you believe the social media, or if, if you sort of follow the trends, or if you, or if you grew up with the Marvel and DC, you always think that they those two are outselling everything. You know, they're the big two. There's no such thing as a big two anymore, I don't think. Yeah, but um, right. and certainly when you're when you're discussing, well, in actual fact, this book is only selling this much. It's a real eye opener. Yeah. Because if you listen to the, like the internet. And whether it be journalism articles or social media, you would think that these books are gangbusters, all mm, of them. Yeah. And that's not always the case, is it? No, definitely not. I mean, the marketing engine is in place, and and they want they want to shape the story a certain way. And yeah. I get companies would want to do that. Yeah. But you know, at the same time, you know, you've got a lot of. I mean, it, we've talked about Walking Dead in the past, uh, and and kind of that was obviously a successful title and everything else. But there's a book that started off very small, which I don't think people realized. Uh, it started yeah. off, you know, under 10,000, I believe. And, and then it grew to be over 100,000 consistently of a seller. And that's, mm. that's extremely rare. But it also, it, it, it paints a very clear roadmap for any comic publisher. Here's how you achieve this. Just you know, keep a creative team on a book for a long period of time. Yeah. Let them yeah. do what they're going to do. You'll have successful results. Consistent. There's not enough of that, is there? There's yeah, like, like right. um, Ultimate Spider-Man, I always think, is another great example of that. You know, just keep yes. it. People will just keep coming back. Yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. Long runs uh, definitely help better, even if the creators are not necessarily the people you like or, or the best. Uh, people like consistency. That's, yeah. that's, that's I, cool. the one that really opened my eyes when I, I watched the Captain Marvel video, uh, video yeah. you did themselves, and I thought because I literally seen it all over social media, people talking about this character must be doing very well sales wise, and then you did the video, and I was absolutely so underwhelmed. I was like, really? This is the character they're kind of. Sands yeah. doing so well, and everyone really loves it, and it's really popular. And there's, it's not selling, really. It's really low. No, it is. It's it's a very low selling title. Um, it's on the bottom half of their books. Uh, but the other problem is they they've rebooted it like six times. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean twice yeah. in one year. I think I saw a first issue yeah. at one point. Oh, that yeah. was, that's yeah. death, it's, isn't it? That's death to any title getting restarted yeah. twice. It is. It, 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 you know, it's, it, it pops numbers for that first issue. They do a lot of variants. They do incentive programs. They do a lot of things to try and boost up that number one. And, and I think mm-hmm. if you're penciling it out for the year, your, your average goes up because of that number one. But every single time they relaunch, the number two, number three issues would fall faster each time. Right. Okay. You're, you're just eating your audience down. I almost um, feel like they're financing a short run on a first issue. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Right. Um, it feels a little bit like that. I know they do have variants and there's they go in loot crates and all sorts of things, don't they? But they, mm-hmm. uh, they from your videos, you can see some of them have, have an absolutely extraordinary first issue. But I think Black Panther was the last one I watched, which yes. was hundreds of thousands of issues, wasn't it, on the first yeah. issue? Yeah. Yeah. Well over 200,000 today is selling down around 10,000. Right, so shame in it. Yeah, what are they doing wrong then, dude? What do you think? If you if you were a, a gambling man, I know you have, a, you have some access into the business. Um, yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely that creative team aspect of it. It is also, you know, I think there's this misunderstanding. Comic publishers, they want a new audience. They want to get new readers, and, and they're right mm. to think that. Yeah. Uh, the, the readers are aging. You know, mm. you, you want yeah. new people in. But the problem is they're selling the comics into the same place. They're going to the comic shop that has a clientele of those older readers so they can say as much as they want, I'm, I'm going to, I want to sell this book to, to teenage girls or to, you know, yeah. this yeah. graphic, whatever happens to be. But unless they're going to go to the comic shop, you're not going to find that audience. You, nope. You've got to get those comics to where those people are. And if you're not doing that, then you're wasting your time. So yeah. by doing this, I think they're they're increasingly isolating the audience they do have. And, and the other factor is, uh, you know, comic comic collectors are collectors. They like long runs. So if, if and a lot of people will continue buying a comic even after they hate it, just because they don't want to break up their run, they want to have that. Yeah, run. I feel you, Tony. Yeah, we're all like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if you're a publisher, don't help them break the habit by rebooting your comic. All you're doing is telling people, uh, hey, if if you hated this comic for a while and you want to end your run, we're going to end it for you and reboot it. Collectors will look at that as a jumping off point and say, "Oh, thank God that my my run is complete. I can walk away from it now." And they don't exactly. Yeah, we've been saying jumping off point for a while, man. And just here's an old bloke um, example of that: is I have a book that I write all my comics in, and Mm -hmm. it's terribly old. I don't really understand computers, but it gets to like, what what is what volume of Ghost Rider is this? You know, like that. You know. Yeah, it's exactly like that. And I, I think uh, if you look at these reboots, they fall faster. I mean, part of the reason is people are just not up for the new team or they're, they're just, they've, they've been wanting to get off the book for a while. And the publishers say, well, congratulations. Now's your day. We're going to, we're going to cancel it and relaunch it. And, and then you don't have to come back. And uh, yeah. we saw that happen with Miss Marvel, which was a, a very curious title because it launched. There was a little bit of, you know, it's quite well to start with, isn't it? I think. Yeah, the first volume did great, uh, actually, for what it was as a new character. Not a bad book either. It was all no. right. You know, read, very bad. readable. Yeah. 
And then uh, they hit Secret Wars and they decided, let's relaunch it. And when they relaunched it, they lost 20% of their audience. And they continued to lose it. And then they relaunched it a third time and it lost another 25%. And now it's one of the lower selling, you know, well, it's, it's been canceled again, but it was one of the lowest selling books. Show public who are not comic collectors, which is, you know, a, yeah. a smaller and smaller circle of people do not yeah. understand a reboot. No. They, yeah. they just don't. The thing is, we're yeah. going to see when that character obviously hits the multimedia zeitgeist, as is happening. <laughs> they, they'll, inevitable, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. There'll be a bump in the sales, but it'll be volume one. It'll be that it'll be the first book of how she came to be. It won't That's be. Right. It won't be a. Oh, I need to buy all of the issues. I need to buy the new one. I don't think it's. It's not going to translate to whatever Marvel are, are currently doing with that character. It's always that when you see something, you know, in a film, it's always. Oh, I'd like to buy the first appearance. Right. Let, let, let's let's start at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and of course. Oh, Marvel and DC are, are, are terrible about uh, helping people do that. And this is all yeah. for behavior. It's like I watched the movie. Take uh, WandaVision comes out. Uh, yeah. This, yeah. People were like, I would like to go buy the Scarlet Witch, you know, WandaVision comic, whatever that looks like. Well, you can't. It's it's not in print. Uh, they <laughs> have, you know, they have a couple Scarlet Witch volumes, but it has nothing to do with the show and all of those, those things. Now they're doing Captain America Winter Soldier. Again, the run that uh, where Captain America gives up the shield, introduces John Walker, a lot of the stuff that, that is about the show uh, is not in print. Yeah. So, so is it, has it been out in Epic yet? Epic collection yet? Is it, it or... had in, yes, it has in the past and it, yeah. it, it then went out of print and uh, Marvel is going to get this uh, trade out in, I believe, August. So... <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, here you go. I'm not sure why, um, uh, digitally great... how that. Um, yeah, that's my great conspiracy the, theory, V, isn't it? There's yeah. sometimes yeah. there's sometimes more on top of it with digital. I mean, I know you've got the Marvel app as well, um, but yeah. certainly when it comes to whatever's on on the the grander you know TV screens or whatever, you you will always see. I log on to Comicsology on a Wednesday, and it's like, oh, it's the Marvel sale front and center, and happens. they do it on the Marvel app as well. Yeah. So you have a little section that's Scarlet Witch, and yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah they, they seem to be definitely more focused. Do you think they're pushing that us that way? Do you think? What do you I, think? I, I think you know. I, I for a long time I thought so. I thought this is right. uh, this is kind of engineering and steering here. But uh, increasingly, I've come to the conclusion it's it's just uh, it's just stupidity. It's just uh, <laughs> you know. It's... What's that? What's that thing Grant Morrison says about conspiracy theories? He says nobody's got enough time. They don't. Yes, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's it's easy to do these digital uh, I, I don't these digital sales and, and indexing, and um, I, I believe the Comicsology ones are done by Amazon employees, actually not Marvel employees. And yeah, we've and, got we've got an agent for a Comicsology, and it's a single person. Yeah, yeah. It's, you just go through them. Yeah. So I I don't know. Um, I think I'd love to believe it's. I'd, I'd be happier if it was a strategy, but I I think. You know, with some of these books, you just have to put them back into print. You don't have to collect them anything. You don't. You don't have to do in, almost any work. It's it's mm. very simple. Yeah. Plus, yeah. plus uh, the the lead time they've got on some of these shows, they must know for like eighteen Christ months. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the Loki? Where's what's happening to the Loki back issues? And yeah. you know, that's yeah. next, isn't it? And then yeah. all guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, you yeah. mentioned this before, like when the Avengers film was out, like or Thor, and you went to the comics, and it had Jane Foster as Thor, and the people were like, well, what's go- what's this? What's going on here? And so like, <laughs> yeah. you should have been. The, all these characters should have been lined up that they could have come straight out of the cinema, walked around to the corner to the comic shop. Oh, there's Captain America. That's the, we've the scene. We the can question buy this. is, Dan, when the next Thor movie comes out, will they have the Jane Foster Thor trades available? Yeah. <laughs> Almost certainly not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I hope so. I really do. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. that is, 
you know, I, 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 I run a, show, a store, about to relaunch a store, and it's aggravating. People, mm. it is absolutely true that people do come in from the movies and say, I just watched Black Panther, what have you got? And they, they like you said, they want to start with number one. And this is where uh, manga is doing a much better job. Yeah. They always have the first volume out and available and ready. And, mm, okay. you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's just weird. Yeah. What do you think the change is going to be around PRH? Do you think that's, I mean, we use them here. Um, but what do you think? I think it should be positive. Um, I mean, they're, they're, they're definitely going to push beyond the traditional direct market, and that's healthy. We need to yeah, comment right. on those. Yeah. Um, they're also, and I'm curious how the relationship with work, will work with Marvel, because they're a bigger player, but uh, they're, they're extremely stringent about meeting deadlines, and, and they, they've been very uh, uh, harsh, I think, against titles that uh, slip and, and don't come in. So I'm, I'm curious okay. if that discipline helps. Okay. Yeah, we distribute to bookshops and to the states through PRH from Nobrow, and um, yeah, they're they're such a big deal. People don't realize they 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 dwarf um, Diamond, don't they? They're a much bigger bigger outfit. Yeah, yeah it's not even uh, not even in the same orbit. They're they're a much yeah. bigger place, and and they seem committed. They really want to grow this market, and brilliant. I, I'm I'm hoping they will. And there's yeah. a fascinating uh, video about it on Comics by Perch on YouTube. Um, <laughs> there's going to be plenty of links on this week's show notes. <laughs> that, that harks back to the getting the product in front of the people that they're aiming to go for. Yes. Like, yes. Uh, we have a terrible problem over here with like the shops not selling uh, comics as you would think of them. They were like magazines with toy plastic crap on the covers. And yeah. Where once it used to be you could go in and pick up Marvel and DC titles, you know, it's just, you just can't do it anymore. Yeah, there's yeah. A, it's a funny history over here, Perch, because we used to have basically shop distribution for comics. And same as, same as you yeah. had newsstand distribution, we had something called news agents, well, like little sweet yeah. shops that sell newspapers and stuff. And they used to be in every shop. And yeah, then every direct shop. market ruined that, and then they were in direct market shops. And, of course, there's so few of them in the country now. It's such mm-hmm. a small market. I mean, Diamond, I don't think we make it. For a while, for a while the only reason they imported DC imported comics to the UK was because of Vertigo. Because we mm-hmm. bought so many Vertigo titles, because mm-hmm. there's so many UK creators, and yep. I think it wouldn't hurt Diamond to say no to UK, UK distribution. You know, it. it, it I, I. We definitely need to get to some form of the newsstand back uh, for yourselves. Yeah. Uh, that's the only way to get new readers in. Um, there are comics being produced that I think would land really well with kids or with uh, young mm-hmm. adults, uh, but they're they're not going to go to a comic store. Uh, yeah. You know, they're. It's you need to get them to a grocery store or to a to yep. a department store of some kind yeah yeah that's right we um we're weird over here because we have weekly comics was our thing we still have 2000 yeah. ad obviously which you're aware of oh absolutely weekly, weekly comics were the, a big thing through the 70s and 80s well 60 50 60 70s and 80s and um girls comics were well, girls weekly comics sold as much as boys weekly comics mm-hmm. um, in the hundreds of thousands so you know weekly just, uh, yeah weekly i think yeah. the also, so, also the issue now is even those weeklies the price of them each week is you know you sometimes you're better off waiting for a monthly magazine um, yeah, yeah. than the price of a, of a weekly work it sometimes that prices yeah. me out of a lot of stuff and we're we're buddies with pat mills who's kind of he's called the godfather of british comics because he's you know he created 2000 ad and so many things and um he says the whole the whole shift came when it went from readers to fandom he noticed a huge change then yeah. It did. It, it well. I think to have a healthy business, you need both. But uh, we gave up the readers. Uh, we we gave yeah. up the, the casual market, and and that's where, I mean, Japan has a very robust weekly uh, system that they do, and and I think it's it's a fairly healthy market. But they've managed to hold on to more of that casual reader, uh, yeah. both in point and everything else. I, I 
it's it's kind of it's there's a, a common thing that happens in parts of Japan where you can buy you know a, a shonen jump or just you could buy something maybe not, maybe yeah. not jump but you could buy one of these anthologies and then get on the train and read it and then you get off the train and you, you literally watch people hand it to somebody else somebody they that's don't know it that's so wow. good yeah. yeah yeah and it's it's just it's you know and then there was this opportunity oh should we crack down on that these people aren't paying it's like no this is just distributing the brand it's yeah it's, yeah, yeah. Thing. We used to have the same thing in barbershops over here. So you go and have yeah. your haircut, and on the table would be either <laughs> yeah. comics or pornography. That would be the two things. What barbershops were you oh, yeah. going to? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely need something like that here in the US, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Close up brown oil or Spider Man. Oh, the two, God. The two oh, areas. God, oh, God, God, God. hairdresser, yes. But back to um, like your your show. How do you pick? Because you're putting out a lot of content. On, <laughs> Too <on> much. Your... <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you recently. I've been I've been hard pressed to keep up, dude. You are you do yeah. put yeah. on, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I uh, I record ahead of time, and then there, there's these windows where a lot gets piled up. And then I start to worry if I wait too long, then the, the, the whatever I'm talking about will age, and then it won't be yeah. it won't be rolling anymore. So then I just start shoving them out. But I, I I'm I'm trying to slow down. I put out way too much. <laughs> How do you um like pick what topics or you know because there's such a variety of different things you talk about. But is there is there a method to the madness? Uh, you, you know, it's these are things that we talk about in the comic shop when people come in and they'd want to have conversations. Um, you know, I, I try and kind of balance between questions people are asking at the time or something that is currently topical. Uh, I have a decent amount of, of people inside the business, uh, writers and artists and editors who will uh, send mail or, or, or text me saying, hey, can you talk about this? I'd, I'd like, I want to hear more about this. So I'm, I'm a lot of it's question based at this point And and I just try and kind of do the rounds of, of what's currently going on in the industry and and try and explain the news. I think a lot of news comes out that really doesn't have any context or maybe it's a little bit misleading. Uh, comics journalism is terrible by and large, but uh, yeah. there's you know that's that's it, it. There's not really much more to it than that. Um, I'm trying to hit at least a couple of these sales videos a, a week, and I've fallen behind a bit. But it's I try and keep keep a good variety. Yeah. That's something we've talked a bit about here, and it's something I rant about constantly, Perch, is the fact that there's no decent reviews anymore. Yeah. Um, everything's, yeah either, everything's got to be yeah. – it used to be everything was really terrible when the world's ending or everything's amazing and, and flowers and unicorns. And now it just – if you ever give a comic a bad review, suddenly you're the bad guy, you know. Mm. You're, you are, and, and I think it's this problem where a lot of the comic news sites are, are from people who want to be in the business. Uh, yeah, yeah that's probably and so with comps, it's, you know, and I've been told this, uh, I, you know, somebody from, you know, one of the creators from Marvel said, you know, would you like to see the book in advance and do a review on it? I said, sure. Um, you know, send it my way. And like, but if you're going to do a negative review, I, you can't post the review. And like, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. You know, <laughs> but okay. there's no, there should be no definition of a good or a bad review. It should just be a critical review of the comic. You should be yes. analyzing what yeah. is in the comic. It you is, know. it is, and I, I, I said, like, I'm not going to rip up the comic or throw it into the fireplace or anything. I'm just, you know, if I don't like it, I'll say I don't like it. I'll try and explain why, but I'm not going to, yeah. you know, go on a bender on it. But uh, yeah. it was like, no, we, we tell all the people who do the, you know, I tell all the people who do reviews uh, when we send them comps that you owe us a good review. It's like, well, okay, I don't uh, want to be part of that. Nah, fuck all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, paid promotion. Yeah. That's not a review. Yeah, that's promotional. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I, I was, I was on the comps list for a certain British comics company, 2018. <laughs> And yeah. um, <laughs> I, got, I got taken off it because I gave critical reviews. Yeah, 
Yeah. And I mean, I think you could, if it's people have to be, have thicker skin than that. I, I think there's yeah. one thing taking a comic and you're really just wanting to roast it and trash it. I get that. But yeah, but in general, we can't be begging or forcing positive reviews because you can always tell you, you read these reviews online and you're like, well, this, this person clearly was being oh, called. I hate it, man. I, I had a conversation with someone about it and they said they don't review comics they don't like. And I said, that's rubbish because then you don't review comics that are nothing other than absolutely perfect because you yeah. only have absolutely brilliant things to say about it that isn't a look up what it's, what it's, a not, criticism it's not a review is. Look up what a review it, is it's yeah. not a review is it's it? not it's but, not a review i mean like every week we we recommend some books at the end of the at the end of our show and it's purely like we read this we like this you should check it out i mean i don't consider it to be a review it's more like a coffee shop I read we, this, it's do, we do discuss bits that don't work that's the yeah. thing yeah we, we do, do. Often, i know it's we, a re- we call it the recommendations but occasionally yeah. we do say well i'm not actually sure about that cover whether it would be noticeable yeah. on a shelf yeah yeah it's always constructive exactly. yeah the other yeah. thing is uh having a trusted voice if if i go to tony's review site and he says oh this book's amazing i pick up oh it's not that great next book i pick up he says oh, it's the best thing ever and i was like oh that's pretty crappy at what yeah. point we're just like well don't your opinions this way off i can't <laughs> trust yours there's, there's such you know children I mean? out there recently i said uh, somebody reviewed a book and gave it five stars and said it was the you know the best comic they'd ever read etc and i i actually messaged the reviewer and said is this the same book i read <laughs> <laughs> and the creator left twitter <laughs> yeah, of course i i mean it's 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 not I mean, you need credibility i i yeah i, I have um jeff thorne he was on my show a couple days ago he's written the new green lantern i like the issue yeah. i thought he was doing a lot of neat things primarily i like the issue because it was referencing old 80s and 90s storylines that i enjoyed from from legion and that was cool to me i, I like that yeah. at the same time and he's on the show and you, you don't need to be critical about it but it's like you know this cover that you picked uh, which wasn't him of course it was the company yeah. not the writer but it's like this cover doesn't indicate anything that goes on in the issue the, it's <laughs> it's misleading it's it's it, it doesn't sell the comic at all it's it's just the Artist's name on the digital versions are spelled wrong. Like there, there's some horrible problems on this cover, <laughs> and it's like I'm not. I don't want to be. I'm not being cruel to the writer, but I mean, you, you have to be able to say honest things because if somebody yeah. goes to a shop based on your review and they pick it up and it, it's yeah. you know clearly you're just fishing for a job that doesn't help. Yeah, I think yeah. And the, there's a lot. Of, a lot of this falls on the editor as well. Yeah, editors yeah. aren't taking responsibility. The, the, the prime example of that is when they credited the creation of Captain America to Stan Lee a couple of years ago, and you're yes. like, come on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's. Uh, I mean, I think editorial and upper management is is where I, I think there's a lot to answer for at this point. Um, you know, they're not paying the people very well at all. Yeah. That's a problem, and there's not enough of them, and there's not enough mentorship, and and there's big decisions, you know, like that mm-hmm. where twenty years ago there's no way uh, that this would have passed. Uh, yeah. the, you know, the, the talk with Jim Salakrup or or you know, yeah. it, there's no way that stuff would have hit print. And today it's just going out. Incidentally, always add Jim Salicrub if you're on Facebook because he sends you a birthday message. And it's like brilliant. <laughs> it's like the dude who edited my favourite issues of Avengers sends me a happy birthday. It's like the best day ever. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think uh, speak for us all, though. We, we yeah, want exactly. the, the best comics uh, done by the best people, regardless of who that is. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I want yeah. the, the, the most talented creators doing their best comics. I, I'm not... It frustrates me that people are hired on anything other than their ability to write a comic or create should a be comic. A meritocracy, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's um, nepotism is not quite the right word, but it's in that that universe because it's mm. not necessarily family members. But it's you know if you look and you start to piece together 
uh, you know, there's there's four creators right now and an editor who are all working the same comic shop uh, in the New York area. Um, it's <laughs> it's magic. They all get to you know have jobs in the company together where the editor picked all these people. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of that. Um, yeah. yeah. Did someone I'm say very, humanoids? Sorry, I, I, I yeah, that. that's yeah. another one. <laughs> yeah. Very high concentration there, and and in the in the Portland area, there's there's a dozen people all who who magically find themselves getting jobs at roughly the same time, and it's it's you know some of them have good stories to tell, others it's clearly a bad fit. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's it's not the world's most difficult. You know, they're not saving people in heart, you know in surgery comics. No. Right? It's, God bless them, I love them, but you yeah. can learn on the job, and it is something yeah. you can learn. You know, yeah, yeah. it is. I think, though, that's where uh, I think part of the problem when you hire like any job, when you hire your friends, when you hire somebody based off of a a friendship and then they come into the job, and they're not ready as the editor. Are you going to be as clear going to them as saying, hey, this thing you're trying to do here, it doesn't work. You need to change it. Or because it's your mate, do you go, no, I'm I'm, I, you know, I'll just let it slide. But then you're putting out stuff that's substandard i think yeah, yeah. and, and certainly... quite, i mean i mean don't be alex toth to howard shaky yeah. in that famous story. it was just no it was steve rude wasn't it yeah. don't be yeah. alex toth but there's there's a there's a line that can be and should be taken i think that isn't being yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. I, I, yeah I think there's certainly um there's certain there's certain topics and sort of standpoints and viewpoints and stuff there, there's always there's always a, a place for them in comics and to tell the story right but i think it's like you say sometimes these writers aren't ready they haven't got the chops to tell to get those messages across to get those stories across yeah and uh another example is i was watching a video of of yours where people seem to forget that some of these messages that everyone wants in the comics have already been told in the past yes explored and people yeah and like like you you said like if it happened after you know before the year 2000 it yeah. didn't happen. <laughs> oh, I've had this. Com- I've told you this conversation. I had it with a certain comics writer, and they were telling me all about Fall Killer. And I went, "Oh, I loved the Steve Gerber's interpretation of Fall Killer," and they just stared at me. And I yeah. thought they're they're basically about to accuse me of bit mansplaining or the equivalent of old comic <laughs> bloke splaining to them, you know, because they just it's, didn't know what I was talking about. Yeah, it's painful. I, I think there and this word gatekeeping gets thrown around if you try yeah. and mention comics, but it's but it's like you know. Um, racial justice, all of these things are very important topics. Yeah. Let's not forget that yeah. in the 80s, uh, Marvel had a black woman leading both the Avengers and the X-Men at the same time. Man, Panther's Rage is one of my favorite series yeah. ever, and I learned a lot about my moral life through comics, do you know what I mean? So don't pretend it's a new thing. Yeah, exactly. There's yeah. that scene in uh, Green, was it Green Lantern, the hard-traveling heroes where, like, yes. the, there's the older black guy rebukes Hal Jordan for kind of, like, saying, oh, you always, like, saving like these rich white people why you're not kind of in our neighborhoods doing stuff and he's kind of really it, it takes him aback and he sort of he questions himself and like yeah those issues have been brought up like in the 1980s like 70s, they, 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 60s. Yeah. yeah yeah comics yeah. are have always been extremely i would say on the on the forefront of a lot of these topics yeah. um, mm-hmm. so it, it does irk me that's one of the you know true anger bits <laughs> yeah. You can do. yeah yeah like, Look, don't uh, don't portray comics in the eighties and nineties as being this kind of bigoted hellhole of, of, a, of a, a landscape because there were pretty amazing stories and moral lessons being told there, and being told frankly better. They were being told with more nuance and yeah, more yeah. lasting yeah. power, more humanity. Yeah, that's more the humanity. point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, well, let's 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 aim for a bit more of a positive spin. So, what oh, sure. <laughs> what are you um what 
what do you think is actually working in comics at the moment? And have you got any examples of stuff you're reading that where it's working? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think. I mean, I think there's there's a lot there. I, I'm. I'll start with the the one that's probably the most of uh, a double edged sword. Um, manga has has figured it out in terms of its distribution. Right. Um, they're doing a really good job marketing, packaging, putting the material out. Uh, it's it's a it's a well functioning system at this point. Uh, European comics, I think uh, Jim Salakro, for that matter, is uh, got a number of things through uh, punch cuts. That, He's doing uh, the Smurfs or something, isn't he? He is, but uh, Asterix is is being done through oh, there. Of course, uh, yeah, they, yeah. Is it paper cuts rather? Is it paper cuts? Paper cuts. Yeah, yeah, paper cuts. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, um, yeah, that's terrible. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I know one of their priorities is more of uh, more European comics, more kind of distribution. I think that's that's something that's really going to go well. We're, I think, I think because we're so close to um, European comics here, phys- uh, you know, geographically. Really? Have you ever <laughs> been to one Glen Perch? Have you or or any of no. the European festivals? It's, no, I, I mean, I've written a review about. We're, we're talking about a European comic before the close of the show. I'm recommending one, and and the phrase I'm going to start it with is um, "pull your trousers up, America." Do you know what I mean? Your mum's calling. Yeah. Um, because they're, they're, they're so and i love american comics and it's my life i'm surrounded by them now i'm sitting in a room that i probably will fall over and kill yeah, me at one yeah, point yeah but it's gonna kill you one day yeah, no, yeah. All, all but, there, yeah man they they have got some comics over there just yeah. unbelievable but also know. the culture much like you know in japan, like japan yeah the, the, yeah. the comic culture's a lot different it's, it's taken a lot very it's taken seriously as an art form isn't it it is. It never had that split. I think both in Japan and both in Europe, uh, both both regions and South America has a good, uh, you know, burgeoning uh, environment. Oh, okay. uh, but all three places they view it. It's what you said earlier. There's there's collectors. There's readers. There's fans. There's they understand that there's different markets. They have to work all of them. Yeah. And it's it's a it's a it's a much healthier ecosystem. I think. Uh, and so I think. That's going very well. Comics, uh, maybe it was a swallowing up of Marvel by Disney that kind of took the eye off the ball. They didn't feel that need to compete in the same way because they were, you know, they had this guaranteed check. But that that they they have gone astray, and I think they're just starting to learn a pretty well. It's going to be a pretty painful lesson for some. Um, mm. Scholastic and uh, and manga, and I think what's what's happening yeah. with the European titles coming in. I mean, manga is outselling U.S. comics a lot right now in the U.S. Yeah, and that's uh, that's going to teach some people some lessons very quickly, I, and I think they will recover. Now's the time. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, you know, some of the indies are doing good work. I think uh, you know, uh, Mark Millar is uh, definitely. I think what he has planned for the second half of the year is going to be rather huge. Uh, he's been waiting to get the Netflix deal off the table uh, or, or you know up and going. And oh, we'll I, hadn't, see- I hadn't seen him tweet about it actually. That's strange. <laughs> yeah, he's inviting he's <laughs> time. It's coming. Um, Jupiter's Legacy is in May. Yeah. And- and then uh, the there's there's just an onslaught behind that. I think we, we like him, dude. We do like yeah. him over here. Yeah, he's oh, yeah. he's he's positive. He's we actually it's now we're into year four of Mark Miller Watch because we've been trying to get him on the show. <laughs> he but, doesn't uh, listen. Passively yeah. <laughs> tried to get him on the show. Yeah, not yeah. like. <laughs> uh, he's, he's, uh, I'm hoping that this moment where the the show starts rolling now because uh, he's a good he's a good showman. He's, he's yeah, probably, yeah yeah. yeah. He's he's the modern Stanley in a sense of he does understand marketing and he can yeah, he yeah. can that angle. And, so and, I think and most of the time he's um he's positive in promotion. He doesn't he doesn't he spent he's spending his time promoting his stuff rather than ripping down other other people's work. That's exactly. true. That's yeah. what I yeah. see. Yeah. yeah, and I think he cares about comics a great deal. And, yeah, and so, yeah, 
Yeah, he does, he, and he talks about it, and he loves it. And if you even you just got to look at his office to see the original artwork on the walls and stuff like that when he posts pictures yeah. of it. But um, I think one of the things we have over here, I'm not sure how it compares to your scene over there, but we have yeah. a real burgeoning movement in what we call small press over here. So it's even yeah. down down the totem pole a little bit from indie, um, where it's mostly you know comics made in kitchens. And yes. Sent through. We have a couple of friendly, maybe three friendly printers in in the UK, and then they get sold on Kickstarter and at conventions. They don't make it into Diamond. That's a big thing over here. Yeah. It's become a huge movement, actually. Yeah. yeah. It, it's it, we we see some of that here. Uh, Kickstarter and Indiegogo both. Uh, yeah. There are a lot of little projects. Uh, what's missing uh, for us is is a good distribution channel and and a yeah. way to make that a little bit easier. I, I think all the tools are here. I just that people haven't started using them yet. And when they do, suddenly a bunch will copy and they'll be a good thing and, and we'll get I mean, that you'll out. hear it when you you'll hear it when you listen back. But we we're sponsored by a platform that does small press over here. But the thing about the UK is we're so it's such a small country. I mean you can fit us into Texas about eighteen times or something, but it's so it's easy to go to every convention. You'll see the same faces and it's become that. We have we almost had a convention every weekend before COVID. Yeah. Um and we you got go a couple of things see yeah. if someone else has got their new book out like every yeah. couple of months and yeah yeah the US needs needs something similar it's it, geographically it's hard like you mentioned but i i think that's we we don't have the, quite the logistics up but there is a lot of interest so you have a lot of creators who are, are coming into this and i think we are going to see a renaissance over the next 10 years of a lot of small press and and those kinds of projects that really do quite well and i think that'll be healthy with, i think the movement with your, because... with your store perch is that oh, yeah. something um you're you know, like independent creators and stuff are you open to them contacting you and supplying oh, every, always. yeah always have um i would buy the books off the the kickstarter and, and indiegogo sell in the store as well that was pushing this old everybody will know who i am by saying this but i would push the uh the kickstarters to do retailer packages as well something for okay 10 at a time uh, definitely Definitely. We we deal with um well personally the comics I might make go out through Strangers Fanzine if you're aware of that. Yes, I am. Yeah, we we put our books out through them and they're um they're great for us because obviously the postage to the UK and to the US the other way is yeah, just that. amazingly Criminal. expensive at the moment. Yeah, yeah. so we, they almost they almost distribute for us and they're the hotness at the moment. Perch, they're yeah. just on fire. Them and Bubbles are putting stuff out and it's getting snapped up straight away. You know, that's wonderful. No, yeah. that's what we need definitely. Yeah. You should definitely reach out to Eddie if, if you need his email. I'll stick it into you. But yeah, he's, he's a great guy. He runs strange. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I should, uh, yeah, I should. There's a number of things I should do there. But yeah, cool, great, nice one. Um, no, I think we're we're in this period that uh, I think we had a little bit of arrested development over the last couple of years because the movies were doing so well. Uh, yeah. About every 15 years or so, the comic industry changes, and we're a little bit late okay. for that. Uh, but we're we're into it now for sure, and I, I do think what will come out the other side will be healthier. I think this will be a positive transformation. But you know, there's going to be certainly some more layoffs and some chaos during this this shift. Where do you uh, think yeah. the last? Do you think the last change was the Marvel Knights two thousand two thousand two that sort of area? Is that what yeah. you quote it back to? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, image changed quite a bit during that time period. Yeah, uh, DC had some management shifts, or there was just a, a different approach that was taken, and now now we're into it again. Cool. So, okay. and the uh, so the next question is, what are you reading? What are you yeah. you enjoying? Is this like part of that man? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I do read a lot of the indies uh, right now. I think there's there's a lot of good books out there. I, I read a lot of I, you know I just finished uh, going back and rereading all of invincible again that's a wonderful story us uh, too yeah 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 just a, a great thing i like i like decorum so there's there's uh, hickman doing something okay. outside the universe uh, really yep. enjoying it. um I, you know i i think i mentioned awa earlier uh, Kari andrews has this book erratic that is is wonderful i'm i really 
I really like that one. Yeah, we like uh, his. I love his Iron Fist stuff. Yeah, yeah, really good. He's a really good artist, and he's like a he's like a film director as well, didn't isn't he? Didn't he? he is, he's made yeah. quite a lot of sort of indie film, indie horror oh, okay. films and stuff. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, both him and uh, Steve Skaroche, they're both up uh, just, just north of me here in, in Vancouver, and they do really exciting things. Uh, both of them visual thinkers. Uh, Skaroche right. doing the Matrix uh, films and all that. Oh, of course. I have been raving yeah. about post-Americana yeah, been, for, yeah. for the yeah. past like, four weeks of Skaroche's work. I, I adore that book. It's so, a great book. It's, yeah. uh, it was, there was a book where it was misunderstood at the very beginning. People were saying, oh, it's a, it's a commentary on American politics. It is, it is definitely not that. It is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think we described it as like a, it's like a full moon studios film with a $300 million budget. That's what it's yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah. perfect description. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> that's been very good. I, I mean, there's, there's good titles. I, I think, um, you know, Marvel uh, has, has some things I'm like, I, I think Donnie Cates is trying something new with Thor and I've been appreciating that. And yeah, I've been enjoying that. The first few issues really took off with the whole Galactus thing, didn't it? I really enjoyed that. Yeah. 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 It slowed down a bit, but I, I, I think that's, that's been pretty good. And I, I like to see priest. I mean, I'm not the huge fan of uh, us agent, uh, that book, but I do like uh, priest yeah. over and Marvel doing stuff. So yeah. Mortal good. Hulk's been good. I think that's a good title. Yes, yeah. I would agree. That's been very solid. About to end. Uh, yes, I don't know why, but yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, and I did. I I liked. Uh, I liked the new Green Lantern. I, I like it when they dip into their history, and and I hope that they can keep doing that. Um, yeah, you know. So uh, there's there's always something out there. Mm. Stuff, man. And how do you Good. feel about the big events? That's always uh, that's a touchy <laughs> subject. Sorry, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's too many of them. I mean. You know, they, they, uh, I think King and Black was a solid event. Um, I think there's this rush to do way more tie ins than's necessary. Uh, yeah. they, you know, they, it doesn't need all of that. And, and everybody, everybody knows the game at this point. The readers know these tie ins are not important. Uh, that, but it, the, the problem is they're not left to breathe. I mean, we went from, you know, power, uh, sorry, a Ten of Swords. Into yep. King and Black, uh, which is going into Heroes Reborn, and a, an event. To, uh, Spider-Man's had multiple events during this period, and we're going to have another one. Uh, we we got Absolute Carnage uh, announced, or Extreme Carnage we announced coming up uh, here. There's just it's just <laughs> you know we have the Hellfire Gala coming out with X-Men, and then in the early fall we're going to have another X-Men event that will cross over all the books. And it's like, I mean, you can't keep up with that uh, as a reader, and mm. and they don't the the power of events needs to be that they they have a lasting impact people talk about secret wars today the one from the 80s yeah uh, and you know if i was to put a gun to somebody's head and say tell me the key things that happened during empire i mean i, I don't know yeah and i read it and i can't remember <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah that's uh it, it can't be that forgettable less than a year away the villains plant yeah. i vaguely remember that happening yeah yeah <laughs> the from you know, something happened with She-Hulk, and it was fine at the end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. it's that's that's the problem with the events is they don't stick. Um, you know, is and I think Donny Cates has been building to this uh, Noel invades the Earth, and it's going to be really bad, and everything else, um, and the planet will be covered in black goo, and it will be terrible. Uh, but last year, it was covered in plans, and. You know, the year before that, Captain, or two years before that, Captain America had a fascist takeover of the plan. I mean, it just, you know, yeah, at this point, yeah. who cares about black goo anymore? I mean, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm done with the symbiotes. I'm, I'm yeah. just done with it. I can't. 
<laughs> I mean, I, how many times can you have an anti-venom uh, and I don't know anti-pesticide or whatever they're going to call them? <laughs> yeah, it's just all like, oh, really? Don't give me ideas. Yeah, yeah it's good. To yeah, up and be done. Well, yeah, yeah. Or what month of the year are all of the Avengers going to be covered in a symbiote? Because I, I swear that's happened twice in the past six months. Every <laughs> <laughs> year, it's it, and the the absolute balls on the company to uh, before King and Black is over announce the uh, Extreme Carnage symbiote event that's coming up in the late summer. Like you have no. Talk that. about spoiling it. Yeah, just by an announcement. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know what you mean. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're enjoying the X-Men uh, franchise and, and all that, and you're curious about how the vote is going to go for who's on the new X-Men team, uh, you know, wa- don't watch, don't read the spoilers over the next two weeks because they are going to spoil it for you. I mean, yeah. uh, I, I, I know they are. <laughs> I, I promise <laughs> this isn't a guess. Uh, they are planning to put it in the solicitations. You will know who's on the team before the issue comes out. Yeah. <laughs> on, and cue the hashtags. That's all I yeah. can say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, just crazy. Yeah. So what um what videos have you got coming up, Perch? What have you got in uh hmm. in the pipe ready? Can you spoil any or? Oh, uh, <laughs> there's there's a ton. Let's see. I mean, I'm continuing to do some interviews. I've got some good people coming up. Um, again, same from that same kind of time period. Um, I'm just looking at what I have here. I, I've got the next week all scheduled out. I mean, we're we're talking about people want to know about blacklists. How do you get on them? Uh, what does that mean? If oh, you're interesting. Paid, okay. Yeah. 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 How'd you uh, get off them? That's what I need to know. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's much trickier. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's there's lots of things to talk about. Um, costs and, and uh, you know, advice for careers, uh, you know, just kind of different gimmicks that they've done over time. Just looking through this. It's a long list. There's, like I said, there's all these sales chart analysis stuff coming up or... Yes, uh, tons. Um, I've okay. got uh, people have been asking for um, Iceman. I'm not completely sure why, but I'm okay. giving it to them. Yeah, so. I can see why, and I'm not no, saying. I yeah. can see, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that will I mean, be fascinating. Yeah. You're, you're getting it. It's, it's uh, you know, spoiler that the sales were low, but. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. About, I got this. I've got the uh, sales analysis for uh, My Hero Academia and some of the uh, some of the manga titles, and and it's a very different picture. Oh, so. really? oh interesting. Yeah, I'd yeah. love to. Yeah, love to see that one. Mm. Yeah, that's some some good stuff. But yeah, I, I, people ask uh, for things. Uh, the Dan Slot Spider Man runs coming up here in a, in about a week. So hmm, uh, okay, interesting. interesting. I'd love yeah. to see a 2000 AD one from you, dude. I know the date is probably is more difficult to find, but because um, obviously that's forty something years old now. It'd be interesting to see peaks and troughs around that one. Yeah, that one yeah. is going to be very hard to get the the sales numbers on. Yeah, but I do. I had a couple of people ask, "What is 2080?" I've never heard of it before, so I do have a video coming up here in the next two weeks, just trying to give the history of it a bit. Oh, oh man, well, we can yeah. we can hook you up with a few of the creators from yeah. that, my friend. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I should definitely take you up on that. There's oh, yeah. a, a fantastic documentary uh, they did. What's the oh, name? Yeah. F- Future Shock. That is a brilliant documentary. Yeah. And if you watch the extended version, our buddy Pat rants like a good one on that yeah. one. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. By yeah. telling people to fuck off at the end of it. Yeah, genius. is wonderful. I, yeah. I love his interviews. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, seriously, folks, um, people should check out Comics by Perch because as you can tell just from that list, there's going to be lots of cool stuff coming. And like our show, like there's loads of different uh, subjects and topics and you can pick and choose and it, yep. you know longer form interviews like topics and stuff it, it's great so and i tell you what we're gonna have to get you on like 
periodically, just so we can yeah. te- we can tear <laughs> apart the comics industry every six months. That's yeah. it. I love it. Reshape yeah. it. Reshape it. That's important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This no, is the, this, this is the crossover that comics needs. What we're this doing is, now. Yes, I, I mean, I, I, my long term plan is to just stop my channel and go on everybody else's channel, and I do less work. <laughs> <laughs> That's my plan. Less work, less research, isn't it? It's yeah, really absolutely. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. So if people want to um, check out like the, um, your work, etc., where can people find you online? I think if you just search uh, Comics by Perch at this point, you'll, you'll find me. Uh, I'm on all the social media networks and YouTube and iTunes and uh, Spotify and Pandora and everywhere you want to go. If you uh, At this point, I think the search works pretty well. So just search Comics by Perch and you'll find me. So you've got like a podcast, which is an, isn't every, every every YouTube video, is it? But it's certain ones. Yeah. It isn't. It's anything longer. Um, I hate the ads that they shove on with YouTube. If you don't use the ads, you get definitely deranked in the searches, and people can't right. find you. Uh, but I don't. I don't. The, the ad money is nothing. So there's. It's just an annoyance. So I try and put everything at least that's longer up on a podcast, so people can enjoy it Good without. Stuff, it. Man. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's a great one with Paul Kupperberg, and you got the Jim Sellercrot one as well, haven't you? Yeah. And uh, there's a few yeah. guys you get on, aren't there? There are. Um, we've done. I've done some conversations with uh, Sean Gordon Murphy on. They're my favourites, man. That was very revealing. Really good. That, if anyone needs to go to go go to that video first, I would suggest of yours because he's oh, yeah. he's a frank guy and he's a nice guy, isn't he? He's very nice. Yeah, he's uh, and he he cares a lot about his customers. He wants it to be good for you as as well for him. And and uh, you know, and the other guy, I I, I got a. This channel would not be anywhere close to as successful if uh, if Joe Corallo, who's a writer editor, yeah. um, yeah. he's a great guy, wonderful sarcasm, and, yeah. and uh, he always reminds me he's got a voice a bit like sort of old school radio. He just he just makes me laugh when he yeah. just throws himself into things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. brilliant. Yeah. He's hilarious. So I, I I owe him a lot, but I've had a lot of great help. It's it's definitely not a one man show. Good yeah. stuff, man. Yeah. So go Good. go forward, check it out, folks. And thanks very much, Perch. You've been a legend. Yeah. Cheers, man. Cheers, man. Thanks for having me on. I had a wonderful time. There you go, folks. You maybe, maybe, just maybe, learn something. I know we certainly did. Yep. Yeah. So, um, yes, yes. Be sure to check out the YouTube channel because there, there's yeah. lots of many guys. Man, it's it's always interesting. Yeah, it's always yeah. got something to say. Yeah. Yeah. Also, some funny, funny satirical stuff. Oh, well. they're gold, man. I know we we talked about it, but they just make me laugh. Yeah. Sarcastic yeah. ones. Yeah. Yeah. There nice to be, see that. Yeah. There will be yeah. a link in the show notes, etc., for you to go check that out. Cool. Um, and. But now it's time for the shout-outs. What shout-outs do we have this week, gents? So I go sure, first, because mine is like, just like shameless self-promotion. Go, 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 go. Um, Tribute Press, thanks to everyone who signed up so far. That's been really kind of you. We're really, really pleased with the people who came in the first week. Um, and we're getting loads of really good interaction. Oh, good. Um, yeah, so there's so if you joined up the first day, you already got five pages, and you've had a page a day since. And at the weekends, we've been doing... Um, Forpy does a, like a, a craft video, and I do like a back issue collection back bin diving video and um yeah we're really pleased man i mean we're never going to be millionaires but uh it's great to get the comics out and get the, mm. the chat going so it's been really nice yeah you go to uh patreon.com forward slash tribute press one pound 49 a month for 20 odd pages plus eight videos and a podcast there you go it's not bad yeah nice. that's great yeah. nice um, thanks to Andrew Clemson for sending me uh, through a copy of Space Bastard. I'm going to give that a read this week. Yeah. Uh, as we've already said earlier, thanks to Strange Apparitions for sending me some amazing back issues that just uh, have filled my weekend. Uh, thanks to Ed Whiting for sending me Bigger Fish. Um, Ed, I think Ed's on the kind of level with me with his technical ability. So we had a bit of, bit of trouble, which um, I, 
I didn't manage to advise him. I think he found someone else. But we got it came through today, so and it looks great. So I'm looking forward to reading that one as well. There you go. Awesome, Dan. Fantastic. I've got uh, an Indiegogo comic skipped Seeds of Power. Uh, skipped is the part one of an epic five part saga, the, uh, and it's set in a, a sci fi crime genre. All parts can be read as standalone stories that connect into a saga format with an overarching story. All books are written and produced in a forty eight page prestige comic graphic novel format. And that's by Florian Pfeiffer. And that's on Indiegogo now. You've got 38 days for that. And we'll put the link in the show notes for you to check out for yourselves. And do stuff. Do, do so. Brilliant. Okay, then, gents. What recommendations have we got to send these lovely listeners off this week? We, we, we're going to... There's almost a structure to the recommends this week. There is. Yeah. Do you want to go first, Dee? Well, Tony uh, is on the mailing list for uh, Europe Comics uh, for the show. And we got a lovely bunch of uh, comics sent through, didn't we, Tony? We did. It was a, a huge bunch, a lovely bunch of coconuts. It was a huge bunch of comics, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, oh, man, I love those emails coming in. You, you browse through and think, oh, is this, this title going to be for me? Is that title going to be for me? And I picked one out called uh, Yo Jimbot. Script yeah, by Sylvian cool. Repos, art by, by the same Sylvian Repos. Uh, I don't want to read the uh, synopsis that's on the Europe's comic site because essentially it's uh, almost a plot breakdown. Yeah, but essentially, it's set in like a, a, a not too distant dystopian uh, future Japan. I think it's good thousand odd years into the future, and we're introduced to this kind of like samurai style Westworld amusement park where these kind of clunky robots reenact like uh, feudal Japan, where they they're, they're dueling with uh, katana blades. They've got like the, the the gear, but everything's kind of like overgrown and rotted and broken and they keep living at this one robot you follow around to keep on living out this existence until one day he comes across a, uh, a human child and the story sort of unravels from there. And he, he ends up sort of like becoming as the, the title suggests a play on the, the, the Yojimbo. He becomes a bodyguard of sorts and where these robots have got like a program they've been stuck to for millennia or centuries. His starts to, not I'm um, not come undone, but facets of it start awakening that he he needs to protect human life, and it kind of goes from there. Essentially, okay. the, the, it's like a setup for a series or the beginning of the adventure. Would you say that's right? Yeah, it kind of is, yeah, isn't it? I'll yeah, say, yeah, yeah. It's a really interesting intro, like because it's kind of a wordless duel, isn't it? And it works yeah. so well. Works so well. Yeah, yeah. he has a clash with like, another samurai and. Because we're reading it digitally, we don't get the uh, double page spread, like the the glory of it. But the title card pre- is beautiful. Yeah, mm. the yeah. the double page spread of these two samurai robots facing off one against one another, and you have got the sky behind them, and then the Yo Jimbot uh, typeface font header between the two of them, and it's absolutely just yeah, it's lovely, lovely book. Uh, you weren't too mad on the the manga style action, were I, you? I loved the start of it, man. I absolutely yeah. loved it, and then it kind of it trailed off in um, what I was looking for. In towards the end, it became. I thought it was just going to be robots to start with, and I thought this is amazing. This is a yeah. great idea, and it kind of moves into more of a human realm, doesn't it? So yeah, I think it could almost been wordless. This comic. yeah. Yeah. This, this. So I think you said to me, it's quite a quick read. You can read it quite quickly. And I, I started. And I thought, oh, is this all wordless? This is amazing. And I really loved that sort of thing. Yeah. And then it became bit, a bit more wordy, didn't it? As we went, There's humans enter into it. Which, uh, to be honest, I find the robot stuff so much more interesting. 
Yeah. And I pointed this out to Andy Hanks today, saying like this comic seems like it was made by like made for you. These robot designs, right. the big bulky robots, and yeah, yeah definitely, yeah. a bit yeah. worn down. It's, it, the look of it is just his cup of tea. Uh, and if it had been more of that, I think it'd have been. I like. I'd have gushed over it. Absolutely loved it. But I was sort of like, okay, yeah, I can see where this is going. I would recommend it more for kind of a younger reader. Yeah. Uh, I'm honest. I'm going to show it to my my son tomorrow. I think he'll he'll get a kick out of it because of uh, obviously the manga stylings and. I, I, the... I think it, I think it's a younger reader slash sort of early teen, isn't it? Because there is yeah a, yeah yeah there is some uh, uh, some nice uh, <laughs> limb chopping. Yeah yeah. yeah. But Which... like if you if you kind of read in manga. Yeah, oh god, you're gonna dip down. It's all over the shop anyway. And and to be fair, none of it's gratuitous. It's always some of the pages have got a real energy, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But and again, it's a lovely color palette. The artists just really enjoy it. It goes for that kind of the 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 manga and anime kind of blur lines and drawing the movement as opposed to kind of the more Western still images of people moving. But if if that's your cup of tea, I think you're really going to enjoy this. It's not out yet. You have to pre-order it. and it's a it's going at a decent price. So. I think it's I think it's pre order. You can pre order it, or it's coming soon to Comicsology. Yes. Certainly, mine is out on the twenty first of this month, so it's not long to gotcha. go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it feels like it's um, sort of heading in. I mean, I know nothing about where the story's going, of course, but if it, and this is going to be a strange um, combination of thoughts in my head here. But um, that sort of Terminator Two meets Lone Wolf and Cub. That yeah, kind of there's definitely. some there's something yeah. going in that direction I think um, where like the Mandalorian drew heavily on uh, yeah. Lone Wolf and Cub. Imagine this moving over a future world that's kind of fallen into ruin with this malfunctioning Samurai robot, which is just he's an absolute beast in combat. Yeah, the child. Yeah. It, it's sort of a setup. So where's this going to go? It's an interesting premise. So, mm. uh, yeah, yeah. We we'll have to see where it does go. Yeah, good, nice yeah, one, man. It's, it's good to see a bit more Europe comics. Love, always love them. Yeah, all those titles they sent through, fucking hell, Just, gold, aren't they? And all different as well. Yeah, yeah. The, the, not all of them for me. Yeah, but same I as. could look yeah, at yeah. them to see see the workmanship oh, and God, the so much beauty, so much beautiful stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, my recommend uh, this week is is a Marvel book that I picked up. This is this is a real sort of like, hmm. I wonder how well this works as a comic. Yeah. Um, and I picked up because I was intri- I was intrigued to see how this was going to work. It being a Marvel book as well, I picked up uh, the first issue: Warhammer Forty Thousand, Marnius Calgar, issue one of five. Um, okay, because this is a recent IP for them, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is written by Kieran Gillen, art by Jason Burrows. Um, I do not have the other. Let's have a look. I, do, I don't want to shortchange any other creators on it. Colorist, yeah, uh, Yava Tar Taglia. Letter of uh, VCs Clayton Cows, and uh, yeah, the, it's. I mean, it's a beautiful looking book. So I, I feel the need that all of these sort of creators need to <laughs> need to be mentioned because I think color works is so important with things like this. Now I'm fascinated. I was fascinated because Warhammer Forty Thousand is such an IP, such a fran- franchise with such a rich and let's be honest, heavy and massive world and universe behind it obviously for the you know the tabletop gamers um, but never mind that if you if you in a bookshop and you see a warhammer 40,000 novel um pro- probably written by um abner yeah he wrote a load of the novels didn't he? Yeah. yeah and yeah. you could kill a person with those novels they're massive <laughs> um and it's all 
you know, of course, they're all pretty dark and gritty. And, you know, if you've seen video games or you've seen, like, some amazing animated videos, you know, you know the world of the Space Marines and what they look like. It's such an iconic look that as soon as you see it, you know what this is. I was fascinated to see how it would transcend into a sort of a, into a Marvel style book if that same makes sense yeah yeah um because i i think sometimes when it comes to these sort of franchises i mean i love the i love the idea of them i don't know much about them as, as oh, such, mate, but... I, I had to go through this period with yeah. my son i've told you this earlier <laughs> yeah so he got into it and it's you may as well just go and hand over your mortgage to the yeah. Uh, yeah. shop to, yeah. open wallet surgery i mean yeah i don't really have too much interest in the game but the the, the law and the story I find really interesting. Yeah, and, a lot and, of people say and, that. A lot of people read the novels but don't paint the figures, do yeah, they? I think. Yeah, so, yeah. and yeah. like certainly, you know, I've watched videos of people painting the figures and like because they're pretty chill. And the work that people do on them is absolutely oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it's yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff. Well, well, I, I used to, to, go on. He used to take me into the shop, so I used to have to go in the shop with him, and um, we'd go in there and uh, and they'd go, "Hi, what kind of soldier are you?" And I'm like. Oh, I, I, think, oh, I, get, I tell you what, yeah. I will say Games Workshop is the one shop that the people that come up to you have put me off going into that shop yeah, I always, want, I always yeah. want to go into that <laughs> shop because it looks really cool but I know as soon as I walk in they were like hi there and just like get in your face and like no I just want to browse Don't do this, yeah. this, is, this is all beautiful <laughs> stuff I just want to browse please let me browse <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Uh, <laughs> should but, be the universal I'm alright mate and then that's the code for <laughs> leave me alone yeah, yeah. I'm alright mate yeah um <laughs> But I do love like the the worlds and universes that they've built up. Is so you know there's so much, and the people that are into it know exactly. You know this is clearly for people that know this sort of universe. But I was fascinated to see that for someone who isn't as entrenched, what sort of story did we get? Is it something that I can pick up and read? Yeah, it fucking well is. That was good. <laughs> and, awesome. And it's it's really good. It is really good actually. Um, it's very much a lot of the the Warhammer forty thousand is very much war stories. It is, it is you know it's entrenched in that sort of ongoing battles and war. And if you know a little bit about the space, I think sometimes you need to you need to have a basic understanding of. Well, it's like the forty first century, isn't it? And there's yeah. essentially there's only it's and the stories engineered that there's only war to kind of like prop up the game system where it's it's just war war battles, isn't it? And, yeah. Yeah. I know there's some Warhammer fans that are fucking screaming at their their listening device now, but I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the, limited descriptive abilities here. Exactly. So. But um for, I mean why I think this works, this works for people. This this is a nice little gateway, I think, as well. I mean for those who don't know, it's basically in the grim darkness of the far future there is only war. Um which probably isn't that far away. Um <laughs> and this is basically all about Marnius Kalgar, the legendary chapter master of the Ultramine Marines, as he leads his elite space marines against humanity's greatest threats in the galaxy, engulfed in endless war. Um, there's a lot more to the story, but I think you could quite easily jump in. I've read the first issue. I've immediately put the trade on my, on my wish list. To oh, get, wow. Because okay. I, I just want to read it. He was a fan. Yeah, yeah, I was a fan of it. Because it's got a real nice... You know I'm a, I'm a sucker for some nice cinematic dialogue. Or things like this, and, and the book literally starts with a huge gun firing this bolt through the air, and it's a. It's, I will read the, the narration because as soon as I I read the the last bit, I thought, "Fuck me, I love this book." Um, and there's three panels. There's three sort of uh, wide panels of this gun being fired, the bullet passing through the through the air, and then it literally blowing a body in half. Um, and the, the narration is the bolt thrusts itself from the muzzle with the small smaller charge as if it were 
but a lesser weapon. When in the air, it shows its calibre. Its own propulsion bursts into life. It accelerates. Its diamantine tip would punch through ceramite plate. And then the final panel of the body being blown apart. The machine spirit pauses, giving a moment to burrow inside. It detonates. A heretic dies. And then we see a fucking splash page of the main character mowing down lots of people and the narration is just we repeat and i was like <laughs> oh yeah sorry who was the writer on this this is kieran gillen i wondered why they didn't get abnet you know for this it seems yeah a weird choice, it's, it's, isn't it? yeah it, it, yeah is it i mean probably i mean this is probably a character as dan said there's probably lots of people screaming at the ipods going you don't you know who this character is um yeah. you know because it's clearly um one with a bit of a history but what I love about it, there's kind of, you, you can tell what sort of character he is. It's the grizzled war veteran, you know, he's clearly like the hardest case <laughs> of, of them all. And we're seeing a little bit of his backstory and like there's a there's a big bigger battles going on. Um, it's really well written. It's not too, because I know sometimes with the Warhammer stuff, the, the dialogue and description can be so... It's so um, literate's the wrong word, but there's it's it's big words, it's heavy words. It's like someone talking from you know a cathedral in the fucking seventeen hundreds. Sometimes when you're listening, when you're reading some of the dialogue, but this is easy to follow. Um, and I got there are maps, and it stops every so often when it gets to a certain point. It shows you maps and little facts and stuff. So if you want to get caught, you know, so you're aware of where you are in the world. Okay. Um, but Jason Burroughs, man. Oh, I, I mean, I've always considered Jason Burroughs to be kind of like a avatar um, artist. Yeah, an, a, a, <laughs> yeah, an avatar artist that is that is capable of, you know, I mean, he's done some stunning work. If you you could, he he also is known usually for quite his graphic and gory and over the top stuff. He's not afraid of doing things like this. I mean, after all, he was the artist on the infamous Neonomicon. Yeah, book. Yeah, um, and scars. I think we were on this, which yeah. is a great book. Yeah, yeah. 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 He started crossed as well. I think didn't he? That's he was right. a, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's uh, done right, stuff okay. in Marvel before, didn't he? he did that Wolverine yeah. series? Yeah, and he's I, done a couple of things. Yeah, I think yeah, he's done a Punisher series as well. I think. Oh, of course, yes. Yeah, um, yeah. But the work he's doing on this book, and the, and the work that the sort of art team and colors as well is absolutely fucking stunning. Um, anyone who knows those sort of designs of the Space Marines and stuff, that is a scary thing to draw over and over again. Because you get the, and also with this sort of IP, you get the details wrong. Someone's probably going to say something about it. Yeah, someone will notice. You've got to get it on on point, and to to do that over and over, as well as having huge, like we're talking double page spreads of battlefields of death, destruction, giant mechs, legions of fucking soldiers, and it just looks absolutely stunning from from page one to the end is absolutely fantastic. I think it's only a, a five issue series. This one, so not okay. When I, when I get the book, it'll be one and done. Um, but yeah, I loved it. I I I was a bit sort of nervous about what it was going to be like, but I chewed through it. Absolutely chewed through it. Love it. So yeah, Warhammer Forty Thousand, Marnius Calgar. Um, this may have gone under some people's radar, even the people that like Warhammer Forty Thousand. I don't know how much this came out in twenty twenty in October. I don't know how much marketing was done for it, but um... I remember it I remember it being but I think it hit like issue three didn't it? issue three hit the pause when we first got the I know. Didn't I'm not sure if it's had a great run. Is it is it finished yet? I don't know. It has. I mean, you can buy all five issues. You can on oh, okay. Comicsology. Okay. Yeah. yeah see, I didn't know that. Yeah, and I'd pay attention to it every day. So yeah. You can buy yeah. the you can buy the collection on Comicsology, but I want the print book. 
which oh, yeah. is which right, isn't okay. available to the end of April. So you can pre-order the. Oh, uh, not uh, long to wait. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah. Long, not long now. But um, yeah, you can pre-order it now. But um, yeah, well worth it. I think uh, this is Jason. I've seen Jason Burrows in a whole new light, and it's like wow. I kind of want him to do, <laughs> you know, get sign me on for more stuff like this, if he's going to work like this. So yeah, great stuff. I, I really enjoyed this one. So I'll probably post some. I haven't done it in a while, but I'll probably pay, post some stuff on the comics talk. Group yeah, we posted some, some last week, didn't we? Of like yeah. the covers we were talking about and stuff. Yeah. I think that's good the way we do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's mine, Tony. Good. Um, can, can American comics and English comics? Can you hear that? That's your mum calling. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, this is this puts you to shame, my friends. Yeah, another fucking amazing book. And I, there seems to be more um, more westerns coming out of um, Bondesonay. Then there seems to be coming out of America sometimes. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, I've just screen shared with you one of the pages there, dude. Dudes, just so you can mm. see. Yeah. So this is um, thanks, nice. Thanks to KN, firstly, for sending through. She's now, um, I think she's Arena's, the new Arena, as I like to call her. Mm. Um, although we, st- we still speak to Arena. She's, she's great. But uh, I think she's taken over the publicity bit. It's uh, The Tiger Awakens, 62 pages. The actual release is the 21st of April, so this is a pre-release we got. Script is by Serge Latondra, art by Oliver Taduk, uh, translation by our old buddy Edward uh, Govan. Um, in France, it was published by Dupuy, um, and it's published by Europe Comics here. It's 4.99 in euros. I'm not sure what it's going to be on Comixology, actually. You have to check. It's worth checking Comixology sales for Europe Comics. They seem to always have something on the go, don't they? Mm, that was, so how, that was how we discovered them way back in the day, yeah, I think. That's yeah. True. Yeah. yeah. Now, this takes place 20 years after the end of the previous eight-volume series called The Chinaman. I'm not sure if you've seen that, guys. No, I don't think I've seen that one. I've read it. It's amazing. Same creative team. And it follows the um, adventures of uh, the man who's called, alternatively, John Chinaman or Chen Long um, through the old American West. And um, I read them a few years ago. They're outstanding. There's eight eight volumes. They're all still available on Comixology. But the thing is, you don't need to have read them to to, um, enjoy this. Okay. There is a definite. The only comparison I'd make to mainstream comics is there's a definite old man Logan on this. There's a definite old warrior, you know, just incredible warrior who's just fallen on hard times. The cover's um, a strange one, actually. It's It kind of gives you. It almost gives like. Um, it makes it look more modern somehow to me. I'm going to mm. just screen share, but it's, um, it's the. Um, it's the character looking up. And if you look at the back there, there's sort of burning oil rigs or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Not mad it's, on that cover, I've got to say. And it looks like it's modern because it looks like he's almost got a leather jacket on yeah. at first glance. You yeah. know? But he I definitely quite, looks I like quite like that cover. I like the face, man. He I looks mean, like I, 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 yeah, I, I would say I like the cover. I'm not sure that the um, the way the text is done on it does anything for it. Yeah, I get you. Mm. Yeah, it's a little bit plain, but yeah, but it's quite striking. I would say if you saw yeah. that on a digital shelf, it would, you know, you'd, you'd get it, you'd see it. Um, so it's uh, it opens in California near the town of Malacopa, um, and a couple of Pinkertons um, have been called down to the body of a woman um, who looks like she's been sexually assaulted and murdered, and she's lying there. Um, this is fifteen plus. There's a lot of violence there's a lot there's some sexual violence in it and that sort of thing it switches to the town of idlewild and the man is looking for chen long and he finds him in an alley unconscious and he's just walked out of an opium den and that is john chinaman uh chen long and um kids are throwing stones at him and this is his best friend a guy called marcus who's a black dude um and the kids give him a bit of racial abuse and, and leg it off and he puts him in his car and takes him back to his house and sobers him up 
And on the way, he says to him, you're eaten up by regret. Pull yourself together. And um, Chen Long says, I'm already dead, my friend. So he's got this is is over for him. It's the it's the wilderness years. He's just a, he's he's a lost soul to opium at this point. Um, he, he, we then have an ep- another episode where he, he, he goes back on the gear. He gets back into the drugs and it turns out there's a small group of men who are kidnapping women. And one of them manages to escape during a rape attempt on her and legs it through the woods and comes across Marcus, who's pulling his mate back again in his car home, having found him again. And the Chinaman, uh, John Chinaman, Chen Long is asleep in the back um, and he wakes up as Marcus is being killed. So this gang chase the girl and they, they find them and kill them. Um, and they also the bastards kill the dog as well, which is oh, I hate man. that. Yeah, nobody warned me. Um, and the Pinkertons turn up and he joins with them to find out what's going and they refer to him as the celestial which is some, something of a, a a horrible term back then but um and they know he's on the opium and it turns out one of the pinkertons is his son he never knew he had this is a sort of big theme in it really um and it just is it just explodes man there's that that scene i first showed you with him him jumping down with these two swords and just i mean look at that so incredible yeah, that's the nice. art. It's a little bit Jean Giraud, maybe from the Blueberry days. It's a little bit Ralph Meyer, who did The Undertaker as well, which, which we've we've talked about before. Is incredible line work, and a little bit John Severin as well. John did quite a lot of the Marvel Western stuff, and he did a couple of the um, associated Hellboy books. You know, I'm just absolutely blown away from it. It's it's the area when everyone says westerns, everyone thinks oh in England they think oh it's John Wayne. It's going to be very sort of vanilla, very boring, very you know set pieces, but this is more veers towards spaghetti westerns and the the likes of Unforgiven, where it's just dog eat dog, you're gonna die, just violent, stoic men whose whose life can be ended. At, you know, like Deadwood, maybe I suppose is another great yeah. example of that. Mm. It's got some, or Croydon, <laughs> yeah, very true, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it, it explodes at the end. It just takes off. It's just the most amazing scenes and because it's um, bond sna there's multiple panels per page and there's no slack in here at all there's no slacking whatsoever on the part of anyone and he gets faces as well um oliver taduk is a french guy he's from um, a vietnamese family origins he started studying off medicine gave up medicine to be a comic artist <laughs> what do you do um he's an often collaborator with latendre and they worked on white claw together which is another book we've seen um, and he produces one of these volumes every year. And that's good, isn't it? That is yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, Sergio Latondra is, he's written for Metal Herland, uh, Pilot, Fluid Glacial, and many more. Um, he created Chinaman, um, which was originally published by Humanoids and then went over to Dupuy, which I think is a Belgian publisher. Um, and Europe Comics began publishing Chinaman in English language online in 2017. He's also did White Claw and he did the Blayberg project, which was at Dargard, which I think I've seen. But I haven't read. I might pick up now. There's, there's a lot of themes going on in this book. There's a lot of um, really, really clever interactions. You can just look on that page there. Just the the standoff between uh, the Chinaman's son and the, and the and the gang. You know, it's just so clever. Just, you know, it's tense interactions um it covers duty and it covers friendship and it does cover race um it also covers ptsd because he gets flashbacks to the civil war and he can't escape the flashbacks and it's about a damaged hero and it's it's just very very clever um and i think there's one more volume i think this it says on the cover one of two so i'm guessing there's another one coming 
Um, yeah, to be concluded in book two. There you go, at the end of the last page. But even that last panel, look at that. That's great. <laughs> it's just, you'd be pleased with that as a double page spread in an American comic, wouldn't you? And it's what, a third of a page? Yeah, there you go. But yeah, um, oh, I'm in love with this. I'm, I'm going to order the French copy just so I can have a physical copy. Somebody needs yeah. to snap this up straight away and put it out. But uh, The Tiger Awakens from Europe Comics, there you go. That's mine. Beautiful. Nice so one, take. Yeah, absolutely great. fantastic books for you all to check out this week and we hope you enjoyed this week's episode as well um we we had a lot of fun doing it uh, yeah and more stuff like this we're looking to forward come. to this one aren't we because yeah. we've had yeah we went for poetry for a month or so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and we're deadly serious you might you might see another episode in the future yep. <laughs> with yeah with us seeing how the the industry and its peaks and troughs are going and um mm. but, but you know He's a like-minded soul. We just want the best for the comics industry, exactly. the comics in general. Yeah. So, um, yeah. 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 If there's anything we uh, you want us to discuss on future shows, or if there's anything we talked about, or maybe I, I just messed up someone's pronoun- name pronunciation. That's normally what happens. Um, you can, there's several different ways you can get in touch with us. You can email us awesomecomicspod at gmail dot com. Follow us on Twitter at the Awesome Pod, where occasionally we'll post out threads that just take off. If you're down butcher, um, we sometimes we do, do questions, polls, we retweet stuff, and uh, sometimes we tell you who we let you know who the next guest is going to be to get you all excited. Um, if you do the book of faces, though, go to facebook.com/slash awesome comics podcast and please join the group Awesome Comics Talk. There's a wonderful group of people on there talking positively about comics, no hard selling, all kinds of different discussions from art. There's art threads. There's um, people asking for advice for their comics projects, and uh, so on and so on. It's a great group of people on there. So, we, we've yeah. um, we've hit the point now where people are sort of cunningly posting their Kickstarters. I've seen this twice this week. Where people go, "Well, look at the art on this. Isn't this incredible?" And you have to read down. Oh, by the way, this is available on Kickstarter. Ah, I saw you. I saw you. <laughs> yeah. Yep. We're always watching. Um, so just watch yourselves. Um, <laughs> but thank you for listening to us whether you're on the website awesomecomics.podbean.com if you're listening on Apple Podcasts subscribe and leave a review it helps get the word out about the show um, and just yeah more more fantastic comics folk that we talk to uh, if, if you listen to us on any networks like Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher Podnose, Podknife what other networks are we on Tony? Well there's a podcast network that's dedicated to French conventions and this is the pod it's pod M the uh the french convention oh nice nice we'll have to um have is to that go. one you've been to dan have you ever been to yeah. Lem? you ever been Be- beanbag heavy i tell you is it <laughs> well that sounds that sounds quite comfortable not a lot, not a lot of sitting uh, down yeah i love a beanbag yeah i bet you do um <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this week's episode and before we go I, I, right guys i just want to pitch you an idea oh good right. oh like yeah this. yeah that sounds good do just you, the thing you're working on at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean... Throwing some, around a few ideas. Yeah, we're throwing, idea. yeah. throwing around some ideas, and obviously you sent some artwork, which kind of inspired me. Some, I mean, I'm not going to say I'm going to steal from the pages of Badger, but, you know, there was something that just truly inspired <laughs> me. Um, is there any place on, in the comics book industry, or is, is there a spot for a series about, like a like, a human-sized beaver... Not a, not, a hu- good, I like that. not a humanoid yeah. beaver, an actual giant beaver, um, basically teaming up with one of those old school sort of like uh, jewel thieves. Um, what was that what? French one with the the mask and um, what's the one I'm thinking of? Like a, yeah, something like that. Looking like that. 
Yeah. You, you know, um, and it's, like a, it's an adventure story and it's, you know, a buddy comedy and it's basically their adventures, you know, and basically Beaver and Snatch. Uh, I, that's what that I'm sounds thinking. brilliant. I think that's you a think, great idea. A, uh, yeah. Sells itself, writes sells itself. Itself. I love brilliant. beavers and I love Snatch. So do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> brilliant. Yeah. Just get you, that done. I mean, the idea is so strong. I think, sh- should we do yeah. merch? Shall I start thinking about merch? I'm thinking t shirts. I'm thinking Merkins. I think we could go anywhere <laughs> with that. Nice. We'll do the old uh, live pitch to Pat again, like we did with Vince <laughs> and Cat. No, you are not stitching me up again. I'm emailing him now. <laughs> <laughs> Off the wall uh, comic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> stay, stay tuned for future episodes, folks, where, you know, occasionally we might, we might pitch a. Like a character, like a story arc um, of this series. We'll see. We'll see how we get on. We'll see how we get yeah. on. But, <laughs> but but while we're going to our drawing boards to figure that out, have a brilliant week, everyone. Uh, where can people find us online, etc., Tony? Neveronending dot com. Oh, what about the, hang on, the, the Patreon, Patreon Tony? Tony. Oh yeah. Slash tribute press. Yeah, yep. there you go, guys. Uh, Dan, you can find me on Twitter at Vanguard Comic, and you can read Vanguard at vanguardcomic.com. There you go, and you should. And you can Thank find you. me. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Jester Diablo. Thank you very much for listening. Have a brilliant week. Read loads of comics. Um, check out the videos on of comics by Perch. Um, and yeah, just stay safe, stay healthy, stay fruity. I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> but but no matter what you do, you should always have a great week. And what else should they do, guys? Stay, stay awesome. awesome. Oh yes! Oh, oh, beaver and snatch. Bye, everyone. Bye. See ya. There you go, folks. How was that, eh? Great stuff. Hopefully it was good. Yes. Yeah. Yet to do it, so. Oh, I knew he'd let you down. <laughs> yeah, we're doing it again. <laughs> no. We're, we're oh, doing it on. again. I'm not having yeah. that. <laughs> you <Okay>. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Breeds on his hand first. Jesus Spits Christ. on my hand. Spits yeah. on my hand. What? Ooh. Ooh. Have you got hot spit? There's the first art for Beaver and Snatch. Oh, Beaver and Snatch. Beaver and Snatch <laughs> 2, <laughs> Hot Spit. Yes! <laughs> <laughs>